0: of the Hooligans Pitch. As always, it is Michael and Chad coming at you with all the oh. footy talk. Uh, we are in match day nine of the English Premier League, and uh, we're ready to go. Some cool ready things happened this week, but first, let's pop our beers, because we always forget, because we want to mm-hmm. get on top of the things that have happened. Um Chad, I'm drinking a Bobber. Ooh.
1: Bobber, it's just a Missouri logger. A Missouri logger. How that compare to other loggers? <laughs>
0: You should come find out. I,
1: I, I don't okay.
0: At this rate, I don't know anymore. It's all
1: the same <laughs> to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, we are recording this a little bit late, so yes. I've already had dinner, and so I'm having some white wine. You oh, know? good for you. You know, um, made a little chicken alfredo earlier. Oh. Got to go with the white wine. Yeah. Hello. <laughs>
0: Ch- Chef Chad over there. Yeah. It's pretty nice much. Slicing and dicing. <laughs> um, okay. Let's jump into it because I'm I'm ready to talk. I've been dying to talk. It's been oh, wait, almost two weeks uh, now since we've had a chat. Um yeah. the international break was awesome. I love when we get a little just a little bit of time off, but I do miss our time together and I feel like this is our venting <laughs> yeah, period and, and exactly this might be your time to vent right now. Chad. <laughs> are you okay drawing Chelsea?
1: Um Okay, I I think about sums it up. <laughs> uh, You're not happy about not, it. Not yeah, not happy with the draw. Like that's fair. Like this Chelsea side is just not good enough to uh, one be taking a, a two goal lead, <laughs> and then you know two to even come away with the, with the draw. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it it looked like it was just I mean, the weather was was definitely against both teams, I guess. But um, I think tactically, like, Arteta was maybe a little bit uh, slow to adjust. Um, Like, it looked like Chelsea did really well of just kind of crowding out that midfield. Like, I think for the majority of the game, they didn't really play with, like, a true striker. Like, they just kind of sat in the midfield and... um, overloaded it,
0: for sure. Yeah.
1: Clogged up all the holes and... uh, So, yeah, I think Arteta probably should have caught on to that earlier and and made changes sooner, um, whether that was just tactics or, you know, an early sub just to move things around. I don't know, Um, but, I mean, yeah. um,
0: The PK, let's just talk about the the, PK first, the Saliba handball. Um, You know, no bias, coming in as a neutral, best I can here. Mm -hmm. That was a handball. Uh, I don't know how you kind of argue against
1: it. For me, it's one of those um, those really harsh like handball calls, but it is always going to be called hand.
0: And I was shocked. The commentators were saying, you know, this referee, this is going to be really harsh. But I was like the same. I was like, nah. I was like, to me, it didn't it didn't yeah. seem that way, just because of how how I guess uh, upwards his arm was. It was not close mm-hmm. to his side. There's no like
1: no yeah. And, and I think we've seen plenty of handballs kind of called in these kind of situations before where, like, just because the ball is close doesn't necessarily mean, like, just because your hand is now away from your body. Like, that negates the unnatural position. And, like, I've seen the argument of, like, it's, you know, a natural movement as he's, like, kind of jumping and diving towards the ball. I get that. But, like, in today's game, like, this has been called a handball and always will be called a handball. You know, unfortunately, it just happened inside the box (laughs) yeah
0: now for me that wasn't even the most dramatic part of this Mm -hmm. sequence um Mm -hmm. when the pk was being taken cole palmer who took the the last pk chelsea had grabbed the ball and you just see raheem sterling like kind of like weirdly freaking out and (laughs) taking the ball from cole palmer and then these two players getting their advice from twenty two year old Enzo Fernandez saying, like, "Oh no, like yeah, let's let Cole take it and yeah. i' I'm, I'm just like I'm trying to you know put myself in on the pitch with these guys and wondering like the dynamics of like who the who's hmm. in, who's in charge of Chelsea right now who is it
1: and I, well i I think that's maybe where Sterling's coming from is like I he agree. has seniority right I
0: agree, so I'm thinking of sterling, I'm like trying to be in his shoes right now. And he's like, I want to take this PK, and I got Cole Palmer, who's maybe tw- I, I I think he's twenty. If I had to really uh, say his age,
1: I know he's pretty young. I, yeah,
0: call him call him twenty. I think he, I don't think he's any older. And then you got uh, 21,
1: 21. 21.
0: and then you got twenty two year old Enzo saying like, no, give, and, and like I'm sure Sterling's like, dude, I've been to Champions League finals, I've won this <laughs> Premier League. Like I, I, I'm just wondering if this is gonna like either open up like a bad. Uh, chemistry door in that dressing room because like no one's in charge. And like Sterling is supposed to be the most experienced person on that club besides Tiago Silva, which I did yeah. see him mouth in the corner F them kids because of, <laughs> because of how shitty they were playing <laughs> and, and I don't blame them for saying it. Um, but it's just, it's fascinating right now how this club is just I, still directionless. And I think if you would have flipped the script, hmm. if Arsenal would have gone up two. And Chelsea came back. You would have felt way worse, but because oh, yeah. it was like the the PK that happened and the weird mudrick goal that yeah. he was never even trying to do. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, that that probably should have been an
1: Arsenal win. I, and and that's the thing. I think that's why I'm like not happy, but okay with it because yeah, weird, first half was, was was yeah weird and, and sloppy, um, but second half Arsenal played much better. Um, you know, got the two goals to, to get the draw. Um, and then, yeah, you really just lost on like two, you know, kind of freak moments, you know, Saliba handball, which, you know, that that ball could have went, you know, an inch higher and missed his arm and maybe went in, maybe got saved. I don't know. But, um, and then, you know, yeah, Mudrick's cross that just finds its way into the goal. Um, so yeah, like it's, chelsea away so i guess you take a draw anyway like um you rather take the point still undefeated in the league so not the not the most um joyous of days but you know it's it wasn't the prettiest of of footy being
0: watched either. yeah
1: yeah and that's just kind of how it goes and um i mean the, the only other like moment from that um that maybe could have swayed the game one way or the other is uh Sanchez like running out of his goal to uh punch the ball away and right. doesn't get the ball and takes out Jesus and You can do that. You could do that. Yeah, if you're a keeper, you could do that. And I feel like that's uh similar to the Onana versus Wolves one earlier in the season where you know the refs came out later on and apologized like like a, yeah, that should have been a PK and so they seem to it? have forgotten that. So are you <laughs> waiting
0: for this apology coming out?
1: um i would be no you know, like really? i mean no you don't think they are gonna i bet they will at this no at this point i don't think so i think they would have hmm. said something sooner like it you know game was on saturday here we are tuesday <laughs> almost into wednesday like i know you would
0: say what day we're doing this holy moly yeah we're a little they
1: just, they, <sighs> yeah i i think like there wasn't enough uproar about it that they feel like they hmm. can just kind of like Brush it under the rug and move on. <laughs>
0: well, it's kind of a good segue uh, if if you're okay with this. Are, is there anything else you want to say about this game um, in general?
1: I mean, Declan Rice, love the guy. Worth every penny. <laughs> top lab,
0: top yeah. lab. Um, this is a segue to the the Liverpool Everton game because mm-hmm. uh, Liverpool won two nil. Um, after the end of the game, reporter asked Klopp, "I don't know if you saw this," saying. Kanate probably should have gotten that second yellow. Do you think this game needs to be replayed? And like he said, <laughs> I don't have his exact quote, but he said that's a ridiculous question. <laughs> <laughs> and then they moved on from the subject. It was something along. He didn't answer the question. He said, you know, that's what a yeah. dumb, pretty much what a dumb question. Um, so I don't know. I. I I feel like this is just going to be the wrap for the next year of just, if yep. anything, double yellow is supposed to happen. It's just going to have this weird influence on everyone else. And, and, yeah, especially when a red card has already been dealt and like it's the returning, like if Kanate would have went out after Everton lost Ashley Lung, Ashley Young, that could have been a very different game. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say what they should have done, what they could have done. It just sucks now that this is just a
1: Yeah. I mean staple of the season. It it's just you know, it's a it's another uh mark or like highlight of just the inconsistencies in, in the refing, right? Like Is that called a foul elsewhere if it's not, you know, potential second yellow and sending off? Probably. But it wasn't in this situation and that's yeah, just how the the refing is going this season, where it's like it seems to be very uh a situational and like very like context based of, of like where the game is at and yeah just,
0: for sure um
1: if there's like is any like true malice in the tackle or something you know
0: yeah but the the Ashley Young uh red card just happened so early so yeah. it's like
1: I, I mean yeah I feel like because that happens early on um. And Mark Canante's second foul was, was a little bit later on. Like, probably could have given the
0: a, Yeah, 53rd minute or so.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, probably could have went for it. You know, not risked blowing the game or, or you know, taking the, the sting out of it or anything. But um, I don't know. It just depends on the ref you get that week. <laughs>
0: it's
1: an awful system. And I
0: want to say i mean this is probably for me this is easily the second most watched football season i've been paying attention to like you know just stats wise and everything we followed Mm -hmm. it very closely for close to the last decade but i mean Mm -hmm. the last two seasons you know for for this podcast and everything we've paid way closer attention and i want to say last year it didn't was it this ref mistake heavy? Like, were we just not, were we missing it? I I, I don't uh, know. I'd have to go back and like actually listen to see what we complained about. But I don't yeah. remember, I don't remember doing this much. And I think the Liverpool game was a highlight of it, right? Yeah. Like definitely something we've never seen before. But damn, man.
1: Damn. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> last season, there was a lot of just VAR decisions that were like very like, questionable. Hmm. Um, but they like got, to VAR and to a decision rather than like this season. It seems like there's a lot of just like indecision or like, um, not like a, a, uh, being afraid to use VAR, but I think they're trying to be a little bit more, um, I guess picky about when they, they call in VAR, but then we've also seen the the situations where VAR just kind of steps in because they want to like, (laughs) so it's, it's just all over the place. And, uh, yeah, it, it unfortunately that's just it's part of it. Like it reminds me of um, Arteta's like early quotes of like you have to just like win the game or like put yourself in the best position to to get something from the game before like any bad <laughs> refing decision can happen. Right, like you gotta just like I don't know like somehow figure out a way to, to start strong get your goals and then yeah if a red card happens or weird foul or whatever like you have that little bit of a cushion but
0: it's out of your control when you're a team yeah
1: yeah shouldn't be that way but <laughs> here we
0: are <laughs> it's not a bad not a bad line to say to your team um, I yeah. was after the red card happened though I was a little worried um, just because I'm sure the pressure was god it's like Liverpool so much this season has been down a man or mm-hmm. down a goal. And we need to find like a way to, to climb back up. And then once we've climbed a little bit, we get momentum to then like go over the top. Right. Yeah. We go up a man here. We go, Oh, we've never been in this situation. We're like, it's Everton. We should, we should just like, cr-. and that's, that's kind of how it felt to me. It was like, we should be crushing these guys, but we don't like know where the gas pedal is. Yeah. And uh, luckily a ball hit a hand in the box And I I was really nervous that that wasn't going to be called a PK um, on Sir Michael Keane. And then after that PK happened, Chad, it was like, oh, like (laughs) flip. The the switch was flipped into like 120 miles per hour. And then they get the second goal not long after that first one. Uh, I guess it was technically roughly 15 minutes, but um, in extra time. And like you knew it was coming. the, The pressure was there. And Nunez turned on his. Jets, and made the right pass that we all knew—maybe not all of us knew it was coming—but last year when we all bitched about it, it finally came <laughs> true <through> this year. <laughs> and I think we all need to eat our words and be very happy that this man's nine assists are all going to Mo Salah. Um,
1: it's quite the stat. I mean, especially old... considering who, he, like how he played last season was like—he would get in those positions like he did on sat this saturday and then he would shoot like salah could be wide open even more open than he was for this goal and nunez would have just shot
0: he was not open for this goal he had a nail yeah no. he had to nail yeah. that pass
1: yeah. and like he, a, he, he did it
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful thing and i'm just like i hope i hope this just like i don't know i i think it will i think it'll make him way more confident and motivated to just be the the guy to assist because that's how Liverpool has like orchestrated the last six, seven mm-hmm. years between Firmino and dishing out his wingers. Like this is all this guy has to do. Oh, he's doing a lot to Sala. I'm sure he's got to figure yeah. out how to do it to Diaz now. Um, yeah. But they almost play, they almost play in like a, a line like this. So my pen is, it's like Diaz <laughs> yeah. down here, Nunez here, Sala here. And they're all like overlapping each other. And somehow Salah is the one finding his way to the ball. Mm-hmm. Um my worry is now like if Salah like, leaves, like, okay, how do we how do we fill that gap? And that's where I see like the Nunez Liverpool face is now that that's when that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is all just a big boost for him to, to get to where he needs to be. But that game was good post seventy fifth minute for me. <laughs> <sighs> Didn't feel well, good. I mean... Didn't feel good about the first seventy five, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mean, this Everton team is, you know, pretty scrappy. Um, Not good, but on their day, like, they can, you know, pack in and park the bus pretty good and Mm -hmm. um, just make it hard to to get through and and find the smallest gap to even get a shot off. So I think it was always going to take some time um, just because I think Liverpool right now is is kind of playing more for the counter than, like... um, Really building up at the moment, um, which I mean makes sense. You got still got Sala, you got Nunez with his pace, Diaz with his pace, and now you got Super you know sly and McAllister in the mid behind them. So it's like they're they're pretty well set for the counter. It's just hard to to get that counter opportunity against a team that's just gonna sit back. So um, yeah, I, I made you wait for it, but like. I think a win was always on the books here. <laughs> and it
0: was well, it was a trap game. It was you know Liverpool has been yeah. part of like f- the the fifteen of the last like twenty one early morning games after international break, which is just Messed crazy. <laughs> I think, and the next closest is six. And I think it's Tottenham. <laughs> so like, h- h- how do we have nine more than any other team at this rate? Like we just stopped having the earliest game after international break. Yeah. It's going to take other teams like four or five years to catch up to us.
1: I mean, so, you would think because what there's uh what maybe four or five international breaks throughout a season yeah right so just like rotate the teams you would think right <laughs> it makes that no, seems the it easiest makes, way to it, me it. it makes no
0: sense why why we are getting played the most at that time yeah. and like i don't i'm sure it affects every player in terms of like what time they wake up what time they eat when like i get it there's a routine um but other teams should have to deal with that. It shouldn't be yeah. Liverpool every time. So <laughs> for I don't sure. Know. But other than that, I'm cool with it. We were top of the table for a, a quick minute. Felt nice. Yeah. It looked good to see us at the top. Um, <laughs> but then you know, other teams rolled through. So I guess we can talk about yep. the number two team now. Uh, Man City and Brighton still without Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. And if we were to go back three weeks. And we talked about the Wolves, Arsenal, and Brighton playing Man City. Mm-hmm. It would have been flipped at the start of Brighton winning and Wolves losing two 0 Yeah, and I, I, with that, I think I'm just disappointed in how Brighton played in this. I thought they could have been much better. They looked, mm-hmm. they looked like they weren't ready for that next step because of this game. Mm-hmm. They 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 looked scared of City. They sat back. It didn't look like they were their normal aggressive selves. The top scoring team in the Premier League going into this game, if you would have told me that was about this team, I wouldn't have believed you. Now they are the the I believe the most uh one of the top goals allowed team. I think they're like sixteenth or I guess fourth. They've allowed the fourth. (laughs) Yeah, they they've allowed eighteen goals this year. Um and that's fourth most. So like that tells me they should be attacking a ton. And in this game They just got scared of City. It looked like City controlled it. They took it down to their end whenever they wanted. It looked like... uh, I'm sorry, Rodrigo. Rodri. Um, They didn't need him. And the last two games that we saw City play, it looked like they didn't know how to function. Yeah. So I'm just sad that Bryant played this way because I think they're much better than that. And I don't know. Yeah. It it, me a little.
1: It feels like... um... Like, I don't know, maybe this Brighton team, like, you just should have relied a little bit on, like, more experienced players. Um, I think that might have played a little bit of a part of that, like, scaredness. Um, just because, like, you got Adringa in there who scored a great goal, what, last week of the year before. He's 21, though. Like, Super I think this good. is his first year with, with Brighton. So, like, you know, he's you know maybe he was a little bit out of his depth there um you know solely march is playing left back it, it looks like <laughs> from what the the lineup well, cause, is showing
0: because because well, milner's hurt and they that's what i'm saying they're relying on like milner to be yeah. the, the savior so then if milner's not there then they got oh we got to reset that player and then that's not our normal formation it, it's it, it's not what i expected this team to roll out and i do think all these transfers they made might have just been a little too soon. They might have jumped the gun a little bit here and in the last the last yeah. 5 games they've played, Chad, loss, loss, draw, draw, loss.
1: Yeah, um i mean that they're kind of yeah, in that weird sort of kind of like rebuild phase i guess where it's like they're buying up a lot of young players um but now i don't know if they're buying to you know, like, like Arsenal bought really young players and is you know, keeping them and re-signing them to new contracts and everything, where it seems like Brighton's play could maybe be more of just, like, buy the young player if he pops off like Caicedo did or, or Matoma did, cool, we either keep him for a few years or we can sell him for, you know, another $100 million or something. Like, you know, Evan Ferguson is 19 or whatever and has scored a handful of goals, but they know the striker market's pretty barren, and now you have a, a young Premier League experienced striker. If someone wants to come knocking for him, they'll ask a hundred million, and <laughs> someone's going to pay it because we've seen some of these other players go for uh, much less experience. So <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see what what they do in you know come the winter window, and you know especially over the next couple of years, if, uh, they're really trying to build something or just staying in premier league and selling players for as much money as they can.
0: <laughs> I sadly think it's the second part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, a bummer
0: because I really want to like, cause I love the way they, they have played in the last, mm-hmm. um, you know, probably the beginning of the season, the first five or six games rather than the last yeah. three or four. Uh, uh a very go. Let's move. Let's go as quick as we can. Let's turn the speed on and then be up four nil at you know the sixty fifth yeah. minute. And then if they score or two, whatever, it's fine. It's not a big deal. We already got this game in the bag. Matoma's the only one who tried to do that against City. know yeah. dude, he had some moves that were just special, and that that is just a sign that they're gonna get rid of him soon. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think he is bigger than Brighton.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know I know he just signed a new deal, but I think that was purely to increase the price they can sell him for. You know, like, they would have re-signed him anyway to, to keep the talent that he is, but um, I think they know, based off of last season, and, you know, he's just picking up where he left off this season, they know that big teams will come knocking soon, sign him to a new deal, increase that asking price. Yeah, I like... I'd love to see him stay with Brighton longer just because it is nice to see a not big six team that can compete. Um, but if Brighton's not gonna like truly build to do that, then Matoma's gotta go somewhere. He's he's too good to <sighs> to sit in Brighton. <laughs> Where he goes, I don't know. If it's not Arsenal, I hope it's outside of the Premier League.
0: <laughs> I think I, I I think AC Milan has a Good thing Bruin. I can see him going to AC Milan mm. or Barcelona. I think, I think Barcelona. those are
1: my two. Yeah, yeah. That's not no bad shout. I mean, I I'm gonna throw the PSG out there only because the Mbappe thing is you know he's probably going to Real next summer, um, which opens up that left wing. I don't know. I don't want to see Matoma go there and waste his career. but
0: What about Man U <laughs> if we're going to say domestic?
1: Um... <laughs> well, we've seen what Rashford's been doing. so That's my point. <laughs> you take a Matoma, you take a Rashford. I think right now everyone's taking Matoma. You take
0: Matoma. So that's that's kind of my, like, <laughs> let's, yeah. we can segue into Man U here. yeah. yeah. Man, you, man, they had to grind that one out against Sheffield. And I was like, they did not deserve to win that game in any way, shape, or form. Um, This team is, it's Sheffield. Like, even today when they played, they barely got by in the Champions League. Mm -hmm. And I'm just shocked at kind of, I think they could be way worse in the table right now. I I think they're 10th, so they're right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I guess they're 8th right now. I, yeah. and, and I'd argue they're worse than Chelsea.
1: Yeah. Um...
0: <laughs> yeah they're Dude, their back line is so bad. Everyone's injured. Casimir uh, yeah. was out with his ankle, his swollen ankle, and he's 32. Uh, their 19-year-old striker, uh, the other Hoyland, mm. Hoyland, is, is yeah. struggling just because lack of experience. Um, I worry for them.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just a, a, a weird team right now like I think it's it's a weird mix of like proven successful experienced players and then like kind of middle of the road players <laughs> or like uh, you know promising I guess like like Hoyland could be promising we don't we don't really know enough yet right and yeah. like Anthony I guess is promising but we're like we're not- seeing yeah, Garnacho's like promising and it's like you have this just I think it's just not the right balance and I think we talked about the like last season too. It just you know, the balance didn't feel right and uh, you know, a lot of their their uh, success came from like I don't want to say luck, but kinda of lucky wins or, or or you know, got the right person in, in the in the right moment to to get the goal, whether it's you know Bruno cutting through or Rashford when he went on his like what six seven eight game that, streak that, of scoring that like,
0: January February got them into Champions League.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like I but but like your your depth can't be. It could be Harry Maguire. I'll give you Harry Maguire. He could be part of your your defensive depth. But it can't be Johnny Evans, who's what, like 36, 38 or something? 35, okay, 35. But, like, he can't be the guy that he has to go to now. (laughs) Well, it is. It is, but, you know, it's just just a, 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 I don't know, weird mix of player. Um, I think they're, as a team, like, incredibly average <laughs> um i think the 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 wins they do get come from you know these players that do have some skill in them but um aren't like your superstar that can carry the team um
0: okay but Chad here's the here's their wins this season okay mm-hmm. the wolves mm-hmm. forest burnley crystal <laughs> Brentford, Sheffield. Yeah. So who's the hardest team on that list? <sighs> Wolves, Forest, Burnley, I, Sheffield, like, Brentford, Palace.
1: I would say Palace? Brentford or Brentford or Palace, but like I think when they played Brentford, Brentford wasn't looking great, right? Uh, but... They lost. They won. They beat
0: Brentford two one.
1: Yeah,
0: well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Scott—that was the Scott McTominay double plus. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Like, so,
1: let's see, luck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, and their schedule—you know—it their schedule just kind of reminds me of, of of Tottenham right now, where it's like you're <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, Tottenham is is playing. I'd say a, a similar level of. Um, Maybe not skill, but you know, um, rank of of team. Like mm. they they both played like fairly low end, with you know a touch or two of of higher end in there. Um, but they're getting it done. But Tottenham's getting it done. <laughs> they're getting the points where they should be getting the points. Where where United is struggling. And when they do get the points, like they're still struggling. They don't look good. <laughs>
0: Back-to-back wins against Brentford and Sheffield, and took you to—they—they uh, they took you to the brink.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I think we'll see what what uh how good United looks um, this weekend because it's Manchester Derby. I'm so, excited for that one. Yeah, it, you know, it, it could be United's awakening or just a slaughter. <laughs>
0: I think it's the slaughter and also I was wrong. Crystal Palace beat Man U. They they uh Manu beat Crystal Palace in the English Cup.
1: Oh that's right. Yeah yeah so
0: yeah. Palace mm. they they lost to Palace so <laughs> Brentford yeah. it goes to Brentford then
1: Oh boy. Yeah I mean I don't know this this United team is not good. I think eighth is you know flattering. Um, right yeah. now. Uh, Who do you think their leading goal scorer is? Leading goal scorer? Um, maybe Casemiro? <laughs> He's got to be close. <laughs> Casemiro has one. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Um, I mean, otherwise I'd say Bruno, but I don't remember a lot of goals from him.
0: Bruno has two. Everyone else under Bruno has one, besides Scott McTominay.
1: Oh yeah, that makes sense, but that's not who you want to be leading. <laughs> yeah. With three. in in
0: 248 minutes and three appearances, so uh, yeah, that's what that's what you're getting out of. Man, you right now, so it's fun. I love these teams that are just crashing and boring, oh, yeah. burning, yeah. around us. Um, all right, let's do. Uh, Brentford and Burnley, pretty straightforward. Brentford kind of yeah. kind of ran them out of the building. Um, no surprises there. Anything notable you want to say? Um, the goal. The the goal by uh, help me say his name.
1: It was a Godos. Godos. Uh, I'm gonna summon Godos. Summon Godos. <laughs>
0: <We'll be> Godos. <laughs>
1: Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Nice uh, hit from in the coffin. Top of the box, you know, yeah. I think it's just for whatever reason, the teams that came up this, this season, there's just like none of them are really ready. You know, um, Sheffield has looked rough, Burnley's maybe looked the most promising, but just can't really get anything done. Um, it, Luton kind of has these sparks, but still, just I don't know. I don't know that any of them will stay.
0: (laughs) I would put money on them all going back down. Mm -hmm. And it's funny we bring up this, you know, talk about them just looking like they don't belong. Um, Our our good friend Zach, our lead supporter, posted the uh, top five in the uh, championship table right now. And I wasn't shocked by it. Um, Have you looked at it recently? No, I haven't. Uh, They're on week 13 right now. The first place team has 12 wins and one loss. Any idea who that team might be? 12 wins and one loss. Um, they have two goal scorers with five goals and one with four. Is it Norwich? It is Leicester City. Vardy and Ilya okay. are absolutely shredding this <laughs> <What>? league apart. <laughs> they couldn't get a goal last season, uh, and all of a sudden. Yeah, they're popping <laughs> off, dude. They haven't lost in quite a while. Uh, and wow. they're they're smoking teams. Um, they've outscored them 27-7, 36 Gosh. points in 13 games. I think, I think it's safe to say they'll probably come right back up looking like it um so yeah that's i just wanted to point out what lester's doing and then i saw some other funny lester news this week um i Did you see the trent alexander arnold james madison kind of beef with each other um madison you know they're they're doing their english training stuff and and Uh madison was giving trent some shit about the, the Spurs and Liverpool game and how his technique on something, blah, blah, blah. And Trent was like, Oh, that's nice. he's like, Oh, I want to show you what I did. And he shows him a free kick that Trent was taking against Leicester. And he was like, This is the goal that relegated you guys. <laughs> and I was like, Damn, like, that's brutal. Yikes. But um, he, he he was pretty proud of that one. And, and uh, <laughs> I could see why. He's like, Yeah, shut him up. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, that's, damn, fair. that's cold. That was cold.
0: But also <laughs> James Madison stopped trying to show off.
1: That's it. You know, got to put him in his place sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, okay.
0: Bournemouth wolves, nothing too crazy mm-hmm. there. We did see, yeah. uh, uh, Oh God, I'm going to oh, Huang He Chan. Mm-hmm. Act the best acting I've probably seen this season. Got a little knock on the head, went full ground. Um, yeah. Producing a red card. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, straight, he definitely uh, straight red. It was straight red. Yeah, yeah. He, d- he definitely embellishes it, but like, you just can't put yourself in the situation to even like let them look at that. You know, he the foul initially. Um, I think it was Cook is the one that got sent off. Yeah, um, yeah. Like he definitely kicks through him. Like it's definitely a. a a hard yellow um so just leave it at that like let him get up you know feel a little say something whatever but like the moment you just move your head towards him like you know it's getting looked at whether it really hits him that hard or not like it's just one of those that they don't really mess around with so like you just you lost the game it's, that's <laughs> when
0: egos kick in mm-hmm. and it's just like dude you could you could have just walked away you his, yeah. he could add his he could turn your back Walk the other way. But at That's some it. I, I'm not saying, like, I'm going to blame my teammates. But if you, you know who the hothead on your team is, you know. Yeah. And the one who's going to, like, be stubborn. I'm not saying his teammates should have, like, pulled him away. But it could have been very easy, I think, to just be, like, to get in the way of something you yeah. see coming. So, for me, that tells me that Bournemouth, I don't know. I could see them not all buying into each other, especially how poorly they've been playing. <laughs> yeah. And, and they don't really care how this season's going, um...
1: I mean, I mean, yeah, you're, you know, nine games in, you haven't won a game, like... You know, tension the is... It, yeah, like, like, tension's probably high even at practice and training and stuff, and, um... You know, on one hand, like, you could try and use one of these moments to, like, spur up some energy and get going, but, um... You know, unfortunately, when it results in a red card for you, it doesn't work so well. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think like if it's not the three newly promoted teams going down, it's because Bournemouth just never got going, and nine games in they haven't. So <laughs> we'll yeah. see how it goes. But Everton, so you're think...
0: still on that list too. Ever- Everton's there, but at least yeah, yeah, they, yeah. at least they've shown a little
1: fight. Yeah. God.
0: It's ridiculous <laughs> um out of those three teams though good segue luton town i think it's probably showed the most uh mm-hmm. fight coming up they're not in the relegation zone they're very close yeah. but yeah, at yeah. least at least they're producing goals and, yeah. and creating chances um their draw yeah. against forest i think shows that they can at least do a little something
1: I, And that's the thing is like those first few games um they looked just look pretty bad. not not yeah not up to speed. Um, and I think after the first maybe three games or so, they they've had these moments where they look like they can keep up. They look like they can create some some chances and opportunities to to get a goal. Um, so I think they yeah if one's gonna make it up stay up it's it's probably them. They look like they're heading in the right direction in that sense. Um, yeah, I mean, you're you're not far out of the relegation zone, but I think that probably does a lot just for the morale of the squad of, like, you know, nine games in, like, what, a third plus a little bit through the season, and, um, you know, you're not in the relegation zone. So, like, we're doing good, guys. Keep it up. You know, keep working for each other, all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what they can do. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that, that Everton, Luton, Burnley, Bournemouth, Sheffield. You could throw any of any three of them, and it would probably make sense. <laughs> yeah, you pull three and be like, "Yep, that makes sense." Those are the worst teams. Yep. But this
0: leads me, Chad, to a new, uh, a new game I want to play is just score mm. score of next week, and I want to do Ashton Villa and Luton. Hmm. What do you think that scoreline might be? We saw Ashton Villa demolish West Ham 4-1. Yeah. Not even close. And Luton probably look their best against Forest.
1: Yeah. Do you think this could um, be a
0: struggle for Villa?
1: I don't know if I'd say struggle. Um, I, th- I think I'm going to say it's maybe 2-1 to Villa. Um, I think they'll come away, you know, with the win. Somewhat easily, um, but like i don't think it'll be as simple to break them down as as they did with West Ham, like I think Luton will put up a good fight um, yeah, I mean it could be that one of those trap games or it's just like you know team on fire versus you know bottom team and mentality is is a little bit off and then Villa will get taken advantage of but um okay well i'm I feeling wa- two, one.
0: Two two one. one? okay and i want you to do one more thing i want you to pick a player from any team that isn't chosen in our fantasy league and that person will be the highest point getter i want you to try to believe who you think will from be the, that game from that game who isn't chosen
1: in our league so no watkins
0: no, can I choose Torres. a player?
1: Can I choose a player who I'm thinking of putting in my team? <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Who are you thinking of putting in your team?
1: <laughs> well, okay. Um, from Torres is has is, is not been, oh, not so been from... getting the, oh, the points that well, I
0: need. Oh, I know, I know who you're coming for. Then not. You, Do you? <laughs> you're going for you're going for Douglas Luis.
1: No, no. No. Okay. <laughs> I think he's a good shout, um, but I don't got the subs to to make enough switches for that. So I've been really keeping my eye on Matty Cash. Interesting. Um, I I think he could, uh, I don't know if he'll be like the highest point getter, but um, I think he he seems to be putting up pretty consistent performances and uh, gets in some dangerous situations. All
0: right. Didn't see that one coming. All right. (laughs) Got on my notepad. (laughs) okay oh boy we'll see who the highest is in that game then um all right next game let's bust out oh castle and palace really quick um i don't think i saw this type of butt kicking happening it happened yeah quite quickly just in a quick like first 45 minutes three goals um the jacob murphy goal
1: my goal of the week easy it's just silly
0: it's so silly. And he knows it. He knows it.
1: Uh, this guy, yeah, he, he hits these things, these goals, and like, he, <laughs> I don't think he knows what he's doing. And that's why he, he reacts the way he does. He just can't believe it. He can't believe it works. <laughs> it's like, what, dude? That's crazy. I'm pretty sure one of our uh,
0: podcast episodes, he was the face. I just remember. Probably. I just remember his smile. It was just.
1: He's got a great face for it. Yeah. God. That smile is just so big and so just like. It's like no way. In awe of what he just did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. They kind of ran away with it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not surprised they won. I was just more surprised that.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I think no I'm fight. more surprised that yeah, Palace didn't really didn't really do enough. Like, they weren't missing any... Well, I mean, they were missing Eze, but, you know, defensively, they weren't missing any big name. Um, yep. You know, it's all the same back there, and, and even, you know, midfield minus Eze was more or less what you would expect from them. Um, I don't know. I mean... I, I guess, I don't know. It's maybe Newcastle being at home just gave them enough... Uh, fan support to to kinda throw Palace off their game a little bit or I think or the, what, the but...
0: Champions League win and gave him a boost of confidence. I think that was a big one against the PSG. Um, um so they're probably rolling with that momentum. Also you know, when we during the winter when things start to slow down a little bit and when things get a little colder, I think that's when we're gonna really start to see a change in in how fast these teams are scoring because mm. you know when the weather gets better we'll see the team start to like rise again but the only team yeah. that shined last year was was kind of man you when rashford went on this streak everyone else was kind of like dormant um even mm. holland i remember there was a streak where we went with holland where i was like this dude just stopped scoring like and then the <laughs> yeah. weather got better and it was like okay this dude's putting up record scoring goals <laughs> this all makes sense now um Chance Eze comes back for Palace at the beginning of November. Uh, I think that'll be huge for them. You can definitely yeah. see, uh, not only in just the stat department, but just with their with their play. He's he's the heart of that team, yeah. and um, without him, they kind they kind of suck.
1: Yeah, I mean they just don't have a lot of creative players or like players that'll drive through defenses like Eze and. Alise, who I don't think we've seen once this season yet. Barely. Um, so, I mean, like, that's two young, quick, you know, exciting players that aren't out there for Palace. And, uh, you know, you can only rely on Anderson to get a goal so often. And uh, not this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Then we got uh, Villa and West Ham. Um probably the game of the week that I thought would be the most competitive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, I mean, pretty much every game was on Saturday. So that kind of sucked. Right. So this was our only Sunday game. So like, I, I was going to wake up for it anyway to watch it. Um, but I woke up like pretty excited cause it, it was, I think going into it, they were, um, what five and six or, or six and seven or something. So like, you know, both fighting for, for the win, clearly like no one was going to settle for a draw. Um, and it just looked like West Ham of last season, you know. <laughs> they just—they did not look like the same team that we've seen cause so much issue, um, you know, for for the, so much of the season.
0: <laughs> A- A- Ashton Villa played really good. Mm-hmm. I think we got
1: to give them credit where credit is due. Sure.
0: They definitely were on top of their game. Um, I don't want to say West Ham wasn't on top of their game for the first. Thirty or so minutes. It looked. I was like, "This is gonna be a game," and then, yep. dude, they just broke the seal and never looked back. After that, it was whatever they wanted. That it was yeah. gonna happen. Um, yeah, I felt like four goals was almost. I felt like it took them too long to get to four goals, um, <laughs> you know. And the one goal, Damn. the one goal that West Ham got was it. <laughs> Ridiculous, probably the most ridiculous own goal I've seen in a long time, not just because of how far away it was, but it hit two players and like the keeper was already going one way. And it was like, okay. And then the fact they actually gave it a goal to Bowen, which we've had our side talks about (laughs) ridiculous, but for, for, for fantasy stat wise, it's like, that is a significant goal. Like that, that can change one person's team from being in top five or not. Um, Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I think, um, you know, and we were inputting stats this week. You know, we have uh, Susek in our our league, and he did nothing of note for, like, at least the stats that we track, right? You know, and, and I feel like we have a pretty good spread of, of moments in games where, like, you should have a stat that we can track, and for him to just put up nothing was, I guess, reflective of... of West Ham on the day, and and maybe how they set up and intended to play. Where, you know, it. He's got goals in him if you can get him in the right position, but beyond that, like he's a pretty good defensive mid for you too. And like, he didn't do anything. He got you know no tackles, no blocks, no interceptions, um, not even one clearance. Like, the dude played sixty six minutes, so he was out there. It but tells,
0: it, it tells me he, he had he had. 14 touches and yeah. he had eight passes. So it tells me he wasn't intercepting balls. He wasn't hmm. in the right place. So when Villa was on the attack, he wasn't doing anything to cause uh, disruption. Um, hmm. And on the flip side, Paquetta was getting most of the touches on their attack. So like Susack wasn't ever pushing forward. Cause I feel like if he was pushing forward, he'd have some touches. Yeah. I think Villa just played this, the best like the best way they could have done it, and just shut down West Ham's strong points. And that's like when Susek is attacking, that's when you're worrying about a six foot six man, you know, running into yeah. the box. You got basically a second striker coming in there with Antonio, um, yeah. who's playing defense for you for a majority of the game. So it's it's probably a <laughs> shock to see when you're a keeper. Um, yeah, uh,
1: I I just feel like. I feel like West Ham is taking too long to get um, Kudus like into the yeah, starting me lineup. Me too. He's, he, you know, he, he's he's quick and um, has a good shot on him, and, and you know, is a good dribbler and all this. So it's like that brings a little bit different dimension to your game. Um, you know, I don't know exactly where you'd slot him in. I guess you know, maybe this game it would have been instead of Sussex, So at least. You kind of have, you know, an attacking four rather than a kind of defensive mid, parading as, as like a center attacking mid sort of vibe. Um, but I don't know. You spent that money on him. He's an exciting, promising player. Like he's, I think, time to get him in there. Like,
0: yeah, twenty minutes for him isn't enough. Yeah. But who? So, so you would say Susak over Kudos?
1: Um I mean for the way they to get to... for the way they set up yeah I I would I would go for that um you know Alvarez I think is good enough as a uh, defensive minded player that he can kind of hold it down um and I think that would allow James Ward-Prowse to like push up a little bit more which I think is where he's better Right Um yeah I just I don't know got that one wrong for sure like yeah, you know,
0: four one—that was crazy. I didn't.
1: Yeah, didn't expect did not expect it. that.
0: But hey, good for Villa making a push yeah. to that top, that top four, which is uh, yeah. You'd see uh, your
1: your list, dude, Still, I think it's gonna
0: happen. It's gonna happen.
1: I mean, it still can. You know, it, with the way that Villa started, it looked a little bit like shaky. But you you just saw a bigger picture here.
0: Yeah, they needed a <laughs> kick in the ass to get themselves going. Five they, five one against Newcastle, Chad, game one. And then they haven't they've been smoking teams ever since, so Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> Alright, we gotta do it. We gotta talk about Tottenham and their freaking win again. Um Tottenham Tottenham. They beat Fulham. how do we feel about that?
1: Um expected, I'd say. Like Credit where credit's due. Yeah, you know, they, they look good, like they're playing quick, um, you know, attacking football, which is I think better suited to the squad in, in, in as a whole compared to like when Harry Kane was there. Um they tried to, you know, play on the counter and and kinda didn't Ever set up right to do that well, so then KNS dropped back, and then he's not up there to receive the ball, and yada yada yada. But, um, I think you know, Madison was probably their best signing, I'd say. Dude. Um, you know, he was already creating a lot of situations at Leicester when you know Vardy and Ian of last season just could not do anything with <laughs> this season. Different story, I guess. Wow, but, you, went, um, you
0: went from 35-year-old Vardy to. <laughs> in his prime years, son,
1: yeah. and that's yeah.
0: that's a big change.
1: Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, you know, Tottenham looks good. They're getting the points against teams that they, you know, should be getting points against for the most part. Um, you know, I think it's fair to say there's been some luck in the points that they've gotten some games, like that Arsenal game. Jorginho's little mistouch is, you know, all it took, and you know. Still good on them to, to capitalize on that. Uh, we don't got to talk about the Liverpool game again because did like a whole episode on it.
0: <laughs> Damn right we don't have to talk
1: about that again. <laughs> so I mean yeah, but it's like we said they they're playing a lot of low table teams with like a touch of higher end teams here and there. Um, I think you know I think I think their their position is deserved currently, but. I do think some questions will start to get asked as the season goes on. And especially if some injuries come up, like we know Madison has been fairly injury prone in past seasons. Um, And I think some of the worst times I've seen Tottenham play this season is when Madison and sub and son get subbed off um, at the end of games. So, you know, other teams are pushing for a goal to try and get something, but like, Tottenham as a whole looks uh very different without those two out there.
0: And Madison has already been injured this season mm-hmm. and his track record is to just get hurt multiple times throughout the season. Um Sun is kind of a workhorse. I think he'll make it through the yeah. season just fine. But I agree with you. I think if it weren't if it weren't for Madison, I don't think Sun would be where he is right now in terms mm-hmm. of uh playing status. Um so yeah, if Madison goes down, I think Tottenham's in big trouble
1: yeah um you know and i think now we're gonna kind of start to get into games where we can actually see like what this tottenham team is is made of like this week they got palace uh, but it's a quick turnaround monday to friday so hmm. you know not a lot of rest for tottenham players um could be a recipe for uh
0: they play on know, friday
1: yeah. Monday to Friday. So, um, you know, if Madison wow. is a uh, injury prone as he was in previous seasons, like that's not the turnaround he wants <laughs> for sure. Um, but then, you know, after that, then you go into Chelsea, uh, you know, a wolves team that's looking like they're coming alive. Um, then Villa, then city, then West Ham, then Newcastle, like they, they're starting to get into the, the nitty gritty of, of the, the teams here. And, uh, be interesting to see what they can do you know i don't want to be like a lot of the fans or they just kind of like shitting on tottenham because they're tottenham um i think you know they've earned their points to be up there but there's still a lot of question marks i'd say
0: they're playing really good they are playing really really good and age ball is real (laughs) they've gotten lucky yes there's no doubt about that but they've you they've also been playing the best they could possibly play. So it's like mm-hmm. you got two sides, you know, to win a championship. It takes uh, a little bit of luck and mm-hmm. I think lack of injuries. And yeah. so far they've kind of had both of those things happening for them. Um, will it continue? Time will tell, but yeah. it's fascinating to see them at the top of the table though. But I feel like I've been here before. I've seen them at the top of the table. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean much now. God, it's still so early. We're only nine weeks in, and I still yeah. feel like, well, it's the truth. We still have a long way
1: to go. Um, I mean, part of me, like, the smallest part of me is is here for the hilarity that would be Harry Kane actually finally leaves Tottenham, and then they finally win something. Like, I don't want them to, but it it just feels like the perfect like movie script or something. Saying, what do you even <laughs> say to that? Harry hey, came was the problem.
0: Harry, how do you feel about Tottenham winning after you've left?
1: Uh, and that's the thing too is I I want to <laughs> see those questions asked.
0: Like, pretty great for them. Uh, <laughs> it would go yeah. something like that. But he's like, I'm happy. I'm happy here in Germany. Uh, but you know, deep down, he's hurting. Gotta be. Oh, Why yeah. would you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For his sake, I hope. Do you think deep down he's saying, like, I swear to God,
1: they better not, they better not fucking shit. <laughs> um, Is that weird? I mean, it, I wouldn't be surprised if he's, you know, he he watches the games and just sees how kind of, like, quick and, you know, attacking they're playing now and kind of mm. wishing that he was a part of that. Um, it's like
0: that meme, you know, that little white monkey where it's like, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. What he's like, doing.
1: like, like regardless of their their wins and and position in the table, I think like he just went through like so much shit team after shit team after like, oh they're promising and then they just like shit the bed. Like <laughs> he went through so much of that, and now to like see a team that's like kind of actually clicking and like playing well, and I, I you know if he's as big a, a Tottenham fan as he says he is, I, I'm sure he wishes that he was at least around for one season under this but uh too bad so sad <laughs> would be some funny shit though if
0: they won i yeah. hope it doesn't yeah. happen i hope it doesn't but
1: <laughs> if it does we
0: got that one little bright spot that we can Exactly. Uh, that we can pick on. All right, not too bad. All right, Chad, let's do our uh player goal and team mm-hmm. um Start with team for me, it's got to be Aston Villa,
1: that was the hype game of the week um yeah i mean I, I think I think yeah it was it was going into it it should have been a much tighter comp test, but um I think a little bit on West Ham just didn't play well didn't set up well, but Aston Villa came to play and proved it, and you know they easily took took the lead over over West Ham and, and, you know, jumped them in the table and um, making a good push, that's for sure. Douglas Luiz is scary, dude. He's, yeah, a, he's yeah.
0: a guy that I don't want to bump chess with. Like, I don't want to, like, he he tackles me and we stand up at the same time, I'm walking away so,
1: first. Thank you, sir. I
0: thought, yeah, I was just like, I'm, I, I'm apologizing for him tackling me. Exactly, know? yeah. Like, I'm so sorry I made you do that. Um, that's how I feel about him. So, and that's why I'm nominating him for my player. Um, mm-hmm. Two goals, great banger,
1: great PK. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. I, he's I had heart. him as, yeah. You know, he he runs that midfield pretty well. Um, he's definitely, you know, leading my list of uh, players this week. Um, I think the only other one, you know, Jacob Murphy got his silly goal, plus two assists, so, like, he was out there working. But then I think you take into account, um, you know, the teams you're playing against and, you know, context. Like, we always try and uh, to use context in this these decisions and you know, you you were five or six, six or seven, whatever it was going into this and Yeah, I think I think Douglas Louise and Aston Villa. They win two categories. You,
0: do you know that Ollie Watkins was chosen as a uh, as player of the match though, and not Louise. Really? I was kinda surprised. Like, yeah, he had a great goal and an assist, but I feel like in terms of uh dictating how that game went. It was it was Louise and I thought he was the for me personally I thought he was the I mean, of the match. So
1: I mean yeah, looking at stats, um, you know, but okay, so two goals to one goal, one assist. They both had two shots on target. Um you know Douglas Louise Um Where are we at here? Yeah, Douglas had uh three key passes to Ollie's one, plus some, you know, tackles and blocks and stuff. I don't know. It seems like Douglas Louise had the uh the better game there and, and more important game there. But... Seventy-three
0: passes, eighty-eight percent uh passing percentage to Ollie Watkins, twenty three passes, seventy three percent. Big difference. Yeah, uh, yeah. He had six crosses, so he was creating Watkins you know, was the one trying to receive the crosses, and none of them happened. I, know. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like people are biased. Yeah, you
1: know, one of those of Strike you know people like strikers. Yeah, striker
0: bias. Had deep, not here. We recognize. Know. Yeah, we see those defensive <laughs> mids putting up work. Uh, goal. <laughs> Murphy.
1: Cool. I think it's got to be Murphy. Like, it's just such a, a. Not only is it is it you know great like two players with just a one-touch, like, you know, Trippier's one-touch assist to, to Murphy's one-touch kick. <laughs> Volley, I don't know, lob, <laughs> whatever that was, but, you know, it's uh, maybe not the prettiest goal, but it's definitely one you don't see often. It was fun. It was silly. It was silly, and
0: I think his reaction <laughs> made it sillier. And then the fact they ruled it offside, and then the fact that it was a goal. Just made the it... drama. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, if Mudrick... <laughs> would have been attempting to shoot if I would have if he would have made me believe that he attempted to shoot that ball that could be my my number one but yeah we all knew he was crossing that ball
1: yeah and, and I feel a little bit the same about you know Declan Rice's goals like yeah. Declan Rice definitely shot that sure um but you know he benefited from Sanchez not, not. being where he should be because he, you know, made that pass and all that. So like, great goal and you love a goal from distance. But same with Mudrick is like, great goal, but like, you didn't mean that. And, um, <laughs> you know, it had it, you been in a position and were like actually shooting, I think Raya would have been in the correct position. You know, he's, he was positioned purely to, you know, stop a, a cross or the near post header or something. But, yep. Um, you know, it's just one of those lucky goals that, a, a cross that turns into a goal and you just take it.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like with Rice's goal, if someone were to hand you or I a ball, and so you get five chances to put this ball Oof. in the back of the net where David Sanchez is right now, I think <laughs> I think we could figure it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Would it look as pretty? I don't think no, so. No, but, but it was like, but there's
0: the keeper is standing right next to you, and you got to kick the ball over there.
1: Yeah. Um Not
0: saying it's not difficult. I'm just saying, like, I think we, I think if person could kick a ball and get lucky enough to hit it in a corner where he couldn't get it, I mean that was that was Sanchez's gift. He gift wrapped that to Rice yeah. and said, "Shoot it on me," which is the most bizarre play of the weekend. If we had an award for that. That is number one. Um, yeah, definitely. Still technical, though. but um, All right, Chad. I think we nailed it. And then Champions yep. League today, uh, Arsenal, congrats beating Sevilla. Yep. Um, yep, yep. Fun, scrappy game. Man, Sevilla is tough, dude.
1: Yeah, I was nervous going into they it. Just, especially being
0: away. Like, they just run into your hips. They run yeah. into your spine.
1: Look, they got they got Sergio Ramos on that team now. He's, he's telling them all the dirty tricks.
0: It's not good. <laughs> pretty terrifying um <laughs> uh, man you barely got out alive um city plays tomorrow and
1: newcastle tomorrow
0: newcastle tomorrow yeah so those are epl teams in um united very lucky galatasaray had a rough day against Bayern, so man U is still sitting second however for a moment they thought they were going to be Almost last place in that group uh, at one point of the day, so um, I won't be shocked if it happens. How many games are in there? Are we? we three.
1: Um. Yes. Three. Yeah. Now we start yeah, the uh, the back end of the group stage. So oh, nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Love to see it. Love Champions League. So.
0: Me too. It's so nice. I when I turned on my TV today while I was doing work and it was. Eleven thirty Central Time, and I was like, "Oh my God, a game is on!" It was like, <laughs> like my week just got so much better. Yeah. All right, Chad. With that, we got anything else to say?
1: Um, I'll give you a Sack Republic update. Mm. Um, ended top of the table in the West. Um, into the playoffs now. Had their first round of playoffs against New Mexico last Saturday. Um, pretty straightforward. One nil win. Um. Yeah, uh, moving on. Second round against San Antonio on Friday. At home? At home. You um, I'll be there. Oh, yeah, hell yep. yeah. Hell yeah. Um, East, East Coast is maybe the most interesting. One and two went out. Whoa. First round. So at this point, if SAC goes the whole way, the final's at home. So fingers crossed. That would be pretty lit. <laughs> yeah, give me those dates.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. We will yeah. see what we can do.
1: <laughs> yeah so uh we'll see yeah um other than that san diego loyal went out Um oh, they're wow. now officially folded as a club dunzo Damn. Um, yeah so that's a little bit disappointing um honestly i didn't want to play them i thought they were gonna have some weird juju around them <laughs> of like this is our last gasp in this league and you know but uh they almost did they went into extra time i think with phoenix or something. Oh, wow. and, uh, so yeah but yeah Sac Public on Friday feeling nervous but I bet confidently nervous <laughs> it's the
0: best type of nervousness uh-huh. sweet man well keep, keep me updated on that one I'll see if I can find a way sure. to watch it um, as we'll be around but uh, yeah tweet it gram it yeah. I want to see yeah, it yeah. alright Chad with that uh, I'm a tired boy I think the hooligans were out
1: just